Hello family. Welcome to the Tea with Tea. And I'm your host, T Wise. And just wanted to come to you on this lovely evening and just share a few things as we all sit around the table and sip on a little tea. And first of all, I wanted to just send out my thoughts and prayers to family members that have lost other family members, whether it be children, brothers, sisters, cousins, aunts, uncles. Over this past holiday weekend, there was a lot of violence and we just want to send out prayers to all of those that were affected by all of the gun violence this past weekend. That's something that really was on my heart and I just really wanted to share that and ask you all to pray for all those family members that may have lost loved ones. There was a radio host, radio personality, Ricky Smiley, that I just love, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show, and he also has a TV show that comes on, and it's basically about him and his, I think, five children, and over this past weekend, his wonderful daughter, she's a straight-A student, getting ready to attend Baylor University. She was involved in gunfire. And how many of you know guns and bullets, especially, they don't have eyes. They don't know where they're going. And unfortunately, she was shot three times and she was just an innocent bystander in another vehicle. And apparently there were some people that were feuding and road rage and she got caught in the crossfires. So definitely want to send prayers out to them and to all the other families that have lost loved ones or that are dealing with um, the gun violence and maybe your your loved one was just injured and maybe in the hospital or maybe on the mend at home. We've also got a police officer here in our great city that was shot in the head last week and he's still in critical condition. But how many of you know that God is a healer? And he'll be the doctor in the sick room. And we can call on him and he will hear our cries. So on behalf of all those families, I'm calling on him tonight for everyone that's been affected. So before we spill tea tonight, I just want to kind of bring you up to speed on everything that's been going on with the podcast. And just thanking you all for listening. Uh, This was something that was birthed out of a relationship. And uh, I thought, well, I'll write a book about it. And I had some feedback from several people. And they said to me, T, you know what? You've got a radio voice. How about you tell the story on a podcast? And I got to thinking about it. And I was like, maybe. But I had no idea how to do a podcast. I researched it and realized that it was a little too technical for me. I'm not good with the new electronics and the new technology of today. I need to write a list and follow A, B, C, and D just to get the things to work. But God blessed me to come across um, some information that allowed me to be able to do it. And I really appreciate you guys and just want to tell you while you're listening, text somebody and share the message with them and let them hear 
the tea that's being spilled so that they can join the family because we're just a big old family it doesn't matter what your race is and it doesn't doesn't matter what you do for a living because guess what i still love you so i told you on last week when i had my special guest brie with me and uh, brie just want to send a shout out to you and thank you again for joining me on last week to talk about um, the trauma that's going on because of all the things that are going on in the world today and she did an awesome job and she'll be back again just to sit around the table so tonight because we're going to really be talking about some deep deep things tonight i just went ahead and just moved the table on over into the center of the room so that we can make room for everybody so go ahead and text a friend or hit them up on snapchat or hit them up on messenger and let them know tea is on and she's getting ready to spill some tea so at the very beginning of last week i did tell you guys that i would be having a psychologist join us to talk about different mental illnesses and i'm a mental health professional myself but i'm not a psychologist so i thought whom better to bring on than someone that has that degree and has that license to deal with those issues well unfortunately he's not with us on tonight but he will be with us on next week if the lord spares his life so we'll look for him next week and he will come in and give us some great great information that we can really use and we'll probably be able to spill that tea with some other members but tonight i just want to share a little bit with you won't keep you long um because i don't want to give away too much information let me go back a little bit and just kind of give you uh, a synopsis of my life some of my friends they already know and I've said it many times that I was married for 22 years, but guess what? I married young. And sometimes when you marry young and you don't have the right role models and the people to show you how marriage is supposed to be done, it fails. Sometimes, but not all times, because when you have God in the center, and I do believe that we did, he can make things happen. But unfortunately, it didn't work for us but that just doesn't mean that God is not able because guess what he is and I am all for marriage I talk to couples almost on a daily basis and I encourage them to stay together if at all possible but guess what how many of you know it takes two in the Lord to be there in the center in order for it to work because one person can't do it alone and I just want to say that I respect my ex-husband. Uh, he was a great provider. And you know, he was doing the best that he could do with what he had. And unfortunately, sometimes our childhoods will spill over into our adulthood. Some of you may know that and some of you may not know that. And then a lot of things that happen to us in our childhood, we take into our adulthood. It may be things that may have happened to you um, by your mom, by your dad, by just another family member. And guess what? Sometimes we can learn those behaviors and bring them into our current relationships when we become adults. And so pretty much that's what happened in my marriage. And I'm not here to 
um, make him look bad because guess what it takes two to tango so I had some fault in that as well but what I do want to let you know is that when you have a traumatic childhood and you've been raised a certain way certain traits personalities and sometimes mental illness will develop so unfortunately that's something that did happen to my ex-husband am I saying I'm perfect no I'm not because guess what I spilled tea on myself last week so no I'm not perfect but what I want to do is I want to allow all my family that's here tonight sitting around this table listening and sipping on that tea to understand just a couple of things so that you will be able to recognize certain things and certain characteristics and in individuals so whether you be a man or a woman it can happen to you so tonight what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about narcissism and narcissistic personality disorder same thing so basically I never heard the word narcissist until I began to go through my healing process from my divorce. Even though I'm a mental health professional, guess what? I believe in counseling. I believe that every individual needs to have a counselor in their back pocket. So what do you mean by that, T? Well, what I mean by that is we need to sometimes take a look in the mirror. We sometimes need to check our own selves before we decide that we want to look at someone else and see all the wrong that they're doing. Because guess what? We are not going to be perfect. There's nobody here perfect. The only one that's perfect is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So by saying that, I want you guys to know that there are things that you can do and you will be able to see. Maybe I am in a narcissistic relationship with a narcissist and you'll be able to, to go over those things. I'll give you the name of a book and there's different checklists that you can uh, go to online and there are books to read and there are also audiobooks. So I'll share a few things with you um, before we end this podcast on tonight. So as I stated earlier, my ex was in a bad childhood it was just traumatic let's just say that um, he was born to his mom who was 15 so you know you have right there you have a child trying to raise a child still trying to go to school trying to make the best of not gonna say a mistake but trying to make the best of what's happened in her life so she didn't give him away she didn't abort him she had him and she was doing the best that she could do so let me just make this clear I'm not putting any blame on her nor am I putting any blame on him the only thing I'm doing is explaining to you guys how narcissism starts so in order to be a narcissist the first thing is you have to know what it is there are people every day that walk around that are narcissists and unfortunately I didn't even know that I was married to one never heard the term until I started going to therapy for myself now a narcissistic personality disorder is found more commonly in men but guess what there are some women 
that are also narcissists. I've talked to uh, several gentlemen and given out counseling advice to them because they thought that they were married to a narcissist or in a relationship with them. And I just confirmed what they already thought. Okay, so the cause really is unknown, but it really involves a combination of things um, genetics and it involves the environment that you grow up in so basically if you grew up in an environment where it's not healthy there are traumatic things happening to you throughout your childhood nine times out of ten you are a narcissist another way that you can become a narcissist is if you are growing up in a family and you are the center of attention and they dote on you and they give you everything and more. You will also possibly grow up to be a narcissist. So it works both ways. And a lot of times the enabler is going to be the mother. Okay, so let's go back here. T wants to take you back just a little bit. We're still sipping on that tea, but I want to kind of remind you what I just said a little bit earlier. My ex... His mother, 15 when she had him. So, by having him so young, there was a bond there that was not normal. Even as he grew into an adult. Because they had that bond from the time that he was born because she was so young. And it is something that cannot be changed. But... If I can help anybody tonight, that's what I'm here to do. A personality disorder, unfortunately, there's no cure for that. The only thing you can do is do intense therapy and work on yourself. Very, very important. Because if not, you can ruin relationships. And I want to share with you just... Um, some things that a narcissist may do so they always need excessive amounts of admiration they're always looking for you to validate them it could be something very small but they always want to look for validation so a normal person they get dressed, they're going out on the town, they know that they're looking pretty sharp, but nine times out of ten, a narcissist is going to want you to tell them how good they look, not just once, but multiple times, and they always want to be the center of attention. It's about them and nobody else. So let me give you an example. It was Father's Day, and I'm one that loves to give gifts. I'm a giver. So, you know, Father's Day comes, and, you know, I've already did all my shopping. I've got everything. I've uh, got the card, and I've got all the gifts. Didn't give just one gift. I think I gave about three or four gifts. I think I gave two pairs of shoes, a nice shirt and tie, and maybe something else, and a card. So, the gifts were received, but they weren't appreciated because 
I didn't give a steak dinner. So he thought it's Father's Day. The least he should get is a steak dinner. So we're just going to disregard the meal that was prepared with love and all the gifts because you didn't get a steak dinner. So that's an example. You can never do things good enough. And another thing is they don't take criticism well, but they give it. They can give it, and a lot of times they're not wrong. They're never at fault, but it's always someone else's fault. And I'll give you another example. So, I'm already divorced. I am um, trying to be friends with my ex. And so, um, I went to the home that we own together. He was still staying there. And we were trying to work on it to get it ready to um, be sold. And so um, I got there and I spoke and um, I was getting ready to leave and go to um, the nearest uh, home improvement store to pick up some more paint. And he stopped me and he asked me a question. The question was, do you think I'm a narcissist? So first of all, it caught me off guard. And I almost peed my pants and I tried to compose myself and I just asked the question, where did you get that from? Who said that to you? So he tells me, a little birdie. And I kindly said to him, yes, you do have some narcissistic tendencies. So guess what he said? Why didn't you tell me? So there again, the fingers are pointing at me. Because it's my fault that he's a narcissist because I didn't tell him so that he could know that he is a narcissist, which is something he can't change. So, um, to make a long story short, I began to talk to him about it and I said, well, if you want to know the truth, I didn't know you were a narcissist until I started going through my therapy and my healing. And so I said, I read a book about it. It fits you to a T. He wanted to know the name of the book. He actually got the book and he listened to the book and he said he was going to work on it on himself. So I'm hoping that that is something that he did do for himself. Um, we even thought about reconciling back when we first divorced. But one thing about a narcissist that I want you all to, to know and never forget, they're takers. All they do is take and they will leave you drained mentally. One thing I noticed once I started to interact with him again was that I felt emotionally drained. I was not myself. I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned. My emotions were all over the place. And I didn't know what was going on. But I remembered the book, pulled it back out looked at some things and guess what I know exactly what was going on because they're takers they're not givers they're takers and if you will keep that in mind you will know if you're dealing with a narcissist and wanted to let you know we're going to talk about this for several weeks uh, we're going to bring the psychologist on next week and he's going to give us some pointers things that I may not know 
and he's going to share some things with you. So make sure you tune in next week and tell somebody because I'm guaranteeing you there's somebody that you know that may be involved with a narcissist. So another thing that I want you guys to remember about narcissists is there's about, I don't know, maybe nine or ten traits. There's no lab work that needs to be done. You know, this is something that they will deal with for life. But it's going to be up to them if they're going to go through therapy, stay in therapy, so that they can get the help that they need. And, you know, I'm one that promotes therapy. I promote healthy relationships. And it's a must when you're in a relationship or if you're married. Your relationship needs to be healthy. So it's probably going to involve some type of counseling. And so what I want to tell you about tonight is just a few traits that um, a narcissist may have. And I want you to think about this. And, you know, you may know somebody that is a narcissist and they may not even know it. Okay, so one thing that they do, they will exploit others without guilt or shame. They will demean you, intimidate you, bully you. That was an issue in our home. Both of my kids felt bullied. And unfortunately, they made the decision not to have a relationship with their father because they said there was no pleasing him and everything was always going to be their fault. This is coming straight from their mouths. I don't necessarily agree with them not having a relationship with him because he is their dad. Um, even if it was just a relationship where they just texted him every once in a while just to say hello, I would be okay with that. But they've cut off all communication there's no communication between him and his two children and I know that that is weighing on him heavily but unfortunately I can talk until I'm blue in the face my kids are not changing their minds right now so the only thing that I've been doing is I've been praying and asking God you know when you see fit then maybe you'll open that door maybe it's not gonna happen until he changes and admits his faults and admits that he was wrong in a lot of different areas in their life when they were growing up, then maybe they will decide to have some type of relationship with him. But until then, it's nothing that I can do but continue to pray, which is going to be the most important thing. So, yeah, demeaning you. You know, I had several family members that would say, including my kids, we don't like the way he talked to you. He used to always put you down and you used to do so much and do everything, but it was never good enough. But when you have someone that sits at the table and tells you, I'm not changing. I am who I am. What can you do? It's almost like you're working, you're working, you're going right and they're trying to go left. So you're going in two different directions and you're not going to meet back up. So that's when you have to make a decision. That's when you have to talk to the Lord and you have to say, God, what do I do? Prayer, yes. But at the end of the day, I had to know my worth. I had to know who I was and I had to know that, yes, I do matter. And another thing, if you know somebody that's involved with someone like this, I'm going to guarantee you that they're losing themselves because I had to step back and learn who I was. I had to date myself. 
if that makes sense. Because I didn't even know what I wanted. I was so busy trying to please someone that was not a person that could be satisfied until I lost myself. And if I can save someone else from going through what I went through, that's what I want to do. So other things that um, they deal with, some of them live in a fantasy world. And they'll support those delusions. They think that they're very important. Um, you know, they, they, they will exploit. Which means they'll just talk to people any type of way. There's no guilt. There's no shame. But, you know, some of them will apologize. And some of them will not. But it doesn't make a difference if you apologize to the individual. Because if you apologize and you keep doing the same things, it doesn't matter. And that's all my kids can see. And that's all that they remember. And that's the same thing they keep saying whenever I try to bring it up a little bit. My son, he won't talk about it. My daughter, she'll talk about it a little bit. She'll say, Mom, there's only so many times that somebody can sit you down at a table and tell you they're sorry. But then they go back and do the same thing over and over again. This is a narcissist. This is what they do. Um, and it's basically something where they feel like they're entitled, um, authorit authoritative figure. Uh, they want to be in leadership. They're arrogant. They feel like they're superior. They're, they, they just take self-absorption. Self so whatever you're giving, it's not going to be enough. You're going to keep giving and giving and giving. They want to be admired. They feel like they're entitled. And so, if you're dealing with somebody like that, I'm going to suggest you get the book. And I'm going to give you the name of the book here in just a moment. One other thing that I want to share tonight is that when you are involved in a relationship like this, you lose focus. And what do you mean by that, T? Everything's off. Because you're so busy working to please this individual. And it's never going to be good enough. Something that I used to hear all the time was, you don't respect me. I need respect. And so, you know, I thought that I respected him. I didn't talk to him crazy. Never called him out of his name. You know, I cooked, I cleaned, I washed his clothes, would give him a bath even if he was so tired that when he got home from work, he couldn't bathe himself. Kept the room clean, kept the sheets clean on the bed, fixed his lunch, fixed his coffee, would even go put gas in his car. Sometimes it would even help him get dressed for work if he was, if he was still tired, just to give him, you know, that extra push. So I asked him one day. Can you tell me what respect looks like to you? He couldn't tell me. Now, am I saying I was perfect? Let's go back. No, I'm not. I'm not saying that I was perfect. I did have some things that I did in the relationship as well. But I was always willing to work on myself. So 
if you decide that you want to work on a relationship that you're in with a narcissist, be prepared for this. That if you do go to therapy, you're going to get backlash. Um, like they're going to say something similar to, I don't know why we're doing this because they're only going to take your side. That's the way they think. So I went as far as to find a therapist that was a male. Because I felt like if we get a male and it's a man, then maybe he won't think that this individual is taking my side. But, of course, that didn't work either. If I can just encourage anybody tonight, I want to encourage you that you do matter. And it's okay if you didn't know that this individual was a narcissist but you but you're gonna learn and you're learning now and even if it's somebody that you know that's in a relationship like this send them the podcast let them listen to it let them come back for two or three weeks and hear stories of other individuals that are in relationship with a narcissist and i want to share a little bit about that relationship the mother son relationship when it's a narcissist for one the bond is so strong that it'll never be broken and what what do you mean by that t well let's you get married to the individual and you feel like you as the wife should come first but you never will because the mother will always come first so can i just give a little side note just a little joke um and excuse my language before i say what i'm saying the the breast will never be out of the individual's mouth so mother son the breast will always be in his mouth and if you try to come in and you try to disrupt that, I mentioned something about cutting apron strings one time and I almost got my head chopped off because that was very rude and disrespectful. And how dare I say anything like that. So just so you know, that's something that you will never be able to overcome. I can remember a time when I won an award out of tons of people, thousands of people that um, were nominated. And I was nominated by um, some kids that um, worked with me um, in a ministry that I ran. And they called me, the, the uh, company called and said that I had been chosen. They chose people from different areas and different types of uh, jobs that they did. And they chose me and they said that we want to invite you out and we want to give you an award. It was going to be on TV. It was going to be a dinner. We were going to take pictures. The whole was just going to be something where you were just going to be like a star for a night. I said, great. Would love to come. The day of. Now, mind you, I've been knowing about this for a week or two. And he knew about it. And I told him that we needed to leave early because I had to pick up 
the sweetheart that nominated me so that she could be there and we had to make a stop at a wedding on the way well he decided even though we had all this to do and we had to be looking good you go in with you're going to go in your sunday best because guess what you're going to be on tv you're taking pictures a lot of things are going to be happening on this particular night he decides that he's going to call his mother over and work on her car before we go i was furious to say the least and the only thing she could say to me is not my fault it's your husband he's the one that told me to come over there we go again with that with that relationship and the the type of relationship that it is i had someone tell me once that it was almost like it was a demonic spirit and that it was not normal for a mother and a daughter to I'm sorry, a mother and a son to have that type of relationship. It wasn't healthy. But I dare not bring it up because if I did, that was the end of it. And, you know, another thing that really bothered me was you go to your mother's home to talk about me, your wife. And that was unacceptable. But what do you do? But let's get back on track. Um, anyone that is involved with um, someone like that, you have to make the decision. Are you going to stay or are you going to go? Because guess what? It's all about control with them. Um, the thing that he would do to me would be to give me the silent treatment. And guess what? It was a learned behavior. And when I say learned behavior, what I mean by that is he learned to do that from his stepfather that did it to his mother. So he did it to me. And it's a form of control. And I'll tell you something. When it first started happening, I would boo cry. My stomach would be upset. I couldn't eat. I had to put on a, a face for my kids. You know, they're asking questions. And the question was always the three words, what's wrong? No, four words, what's wrong with dad? And I have to smile and say nothing, honey. But kids are smart. They know when things are going on. And we have to acknowledge that they know. So, I want you guys to be empowered. And that's the whole reason for this podcast, is to empower you, men and women. There may be more women that may listen than there may be men. But I want whomever's listening, and that's a part of our family here, to be empowered. I had a shirt on the other day that said women empowering women. I'd like to say women empowering women and men. And men empowering men and women. Because guess what? We all have a story to tell. We all have something that someone else could benefit from listening to. And I encourage you all to just 
sit back, sit up nice and tall, take a sip of your tea, and think about it. Because guess what? You're a jewel. You have something to tell someone else. And guess what? Your life experience is the best thing that you can share with someone. They call it testimonies in church. Because what you've been through is not only for you. It's for someone else. So guess what? That's why I'm here today. Because every tear that I cried, God bottled it up. He embraced me. And he made me the person that I am today. And I used to hear all the time once we would get back on track how strong I was. But why do I have to be so strong? Why do I have to endure all the hurt and the heartache and the pain? The crying and the the not knowing and the fear of him leaving and all of that why do I have to go through all of that I used to say that to God all the time why why me God but guess what he said why not so when it comes to a point like that I have to be quiet and I have to let God do what he's doing and so I'm about ready to call it quits and you know I've spilled enough tea and I think we we drank enough for tonight. But before I do, I did tell you I have a couple of things that I wanted to share. Um, some reading material for you guys to possibly look into. Um, if you'd like to send me an email, by all means, please do. And I'm also working on my website so you guys will be able to go there. And you'll be able to see some of the different things that um, I am promoting as far as these podcasts go because I want to empower you whether you are a man or a woman I want you to be empowered and I believe last week we did talk about mental illness just a little bit and one of the things that I learned a long time ago people that suffer from mental illness are most likely to have a relationship that ends in divorce if they're married. Now, if you're not married, it's just going to be a relationship that's going to end. The other person is going to go their way, and guess what? You're going to go your way. One thing you have to also remember about a narcissist, when you leave them, you cut all ties. I've had people say, T, I can't. I've got kids with this person. They're not grown, so I have to have a relationship with them. What I'll tell you, and I can only be, suggest these things, deal with them via text or email. Don't talk to them. Deal with them via text or email, especially if your child is older and the child can go out to the car if the parent is there to pick them up or if you have to drop them off at the other parent's home. Drop them off, make sure they get in the house, and you keep going. But there's no need to have conversation because that's when they reel you back in. And once they reel you back in, that's when the whirlwind of emotions will start all over again. Just a little tip for you. Okay, so the book that I read that I highly recommend 
The title of it is Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. Again, the title of the book, Should I Stay or Should I Go? Surviving a Relationship with a Narcissist. And I'm going to tell you, um, Dr. Romani, and I'm having a hard time saying her last name, uh, Dur Vasula, which is D U R. V-A-S-U-L-A She put this book out in 2015 Had lots of experience One thing she didn't do Was sugarcoat anything She sugarcoated nothing in this book The book starts off giving you A list of um, Narcissistic tendencies that People have Now also Everybody's got a few things That they may be uh, As far as narcissism goes but you're not going to check box after box after box after box. No. So if you start reading and you're thinking, well, that's me too. Some of it may relate to you. But the majority of the things are going to relate to the narcissist. So don't get up, get upset and get scared and think that that's what you are. No. And even though my ex was a narcissist. He said that he was willing to work on himself and that he was going to definitely seek counseling. Um, he works for a very big company and they offered them free counseling sessions. And so if that's something that he followed through with, hopefully he's getting the help that he needs right now and he's better able to maintain. But remember, once a narcissist, always a narcissist. Don't ever forget it. So that's the book that I read. There's also another book that um, you can order. In these books, you can do um, e-books with these. You can go to Audible. They're on. They're on Audible, and the book that I read is also on Amazon, I believe. The title of this book is also the same. Should I stay or should I go? Deciding whether to stay or go, and healing from. An emotionally destructive relationship with a narcissist. The key word here, healing. You will need healing. And I'm going to be honest with you. It's a long process. And I'm still going through mine. Because there will be days when I feel like I can conquer the world. I'm great. But then I'll lay down and I'll go to sleep. And I'll have a dream about him. And I think the reason I'm dreaming about him and I've talked to God about it is because he's going through. He's not in a good place. And so I begin to pray and ask God to do whatever needs to be done in his life because I want the best for him. I don't wish him any ill will because I want him to be emotionally available to whomever he will be marrying in the future. And that is with sincerity that I say this. And a lot of people, they're like, after all that he put you through? Absolutely. Because that's part of my healing. If I just talked him down and said he was no good and he was this and he was that, that's not helping me. And it's definitely not helping him because I'm not going to be praying for him. And that's not something that I want.
I want us all as a family to just come on into this table. And I want us to just love on each other. So right now, if you just take and wrap your arms around yourself. And give yourself a big old squeeze. And just know that God is able. As I sit here tonight and I share this bit of tea with you. It's only because of God's grace and mercy that I'm able to do it. And I know wherever God is, there is liberty. And I know that wherever God is, he can heal broken hearts. And if there's someone out there tonight that says, I absolutely hate so-and-so, he can reverse it. He can reverse all of that. But first off, you have to be willing. Because God's not going to make you do anything that you don't want to do. He needs a willing heart. And if you have that willing heart on tonight, God can come on in and start to do a work in you. And guess what? We're going to come back next week and we're going to talk a little bit more. And as I told you when we began the podcast on tonight, we'll have a psychologist that's going to sit down with us and he's going to explain into great detail about more about narcissism and give you a few more pointers and also go over a few other things that have to deal with mental health. And before I leave you tonight, let me encourage you and just let you know you're beautifully and wonderfully made. God does not make any mistakes. And whatever you've been through and whatever you may be going through right now, just know God is able. As I sit here as a living witness to give that testimony, I want you to know God brought me out and he can do the same for you. But what are you saying, T? He brought you out. You mean he got you out of a bad marriage and, you know, you're able to function in society today and you're actually starting to thrive? Is that what you mean? Yes, that is what I mean. But also, I mean, he's given me freedom. Freedom in my mind on most days. He's given me my smile back. So, I know that if he does it for me, he can do the same thing for you. When you think about dialing your ex's number and calling him. Just remember, it's not a good idea because before you know it, they will have you back where you started. And then once they get you back, it's going to be hard to break free again. But guess what? You're worth more than that. I had to tell myself the same thing when I walked away from a marriage of 22 years with nothing, no money in the bank no plan all I know is I was trusting God when I got the blessing from my pastor and my spiritual mother that was all that I needed did I have some dark days absolutely if somebody brought up his name did I cry I booed but guess what those days are behind me and guess what they're going to be behind you too So, I love you guys. I'm so glad you're part of the family. And I want you to do me a favor tonight. If you think of any questions, or if you need the name of the books, again, 
please send me an email at teespodcast at gmail.com because guess what? I'm going to respond and I'm going to send you exactly what you asked for. So until next week, I love you. And guess what? It's not a thing you can do about it. You guys have a wonderful evening. And until next week, we'll chat again.